0: Alright lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper in Therapy, Mick Thomas here, thanks so much for for liking, subscribing, for coming back, for re-listening and sharing, I appreciate you. As always, if you have any messages, concerns or comments, do send them to my Instagram page, my IG, at MickThomasComedy, and I will be sure, sure to get back to you. Um... All right, so let's let's dive right into it there for for uh I guess there's no kind of easy way of saying this and I wasn't going to talk about it really, but um my dad died last week. And it sounds uh it sounds weird to to kind of say out loud into this device, but uh yeah, he passed away um from cancer. Um How's he going to make this funny? <laughs> Oh shit. Uh yeah, he it's funny he died on a Monday in America but Tuesday in Ireland. So I guess when my dad died he time he time traveled. Right? Because <laughs> of the time difference in Ireland they have him recognized as dying on a Tuesday, last Tuesday, whereas I have him dying on a Monday. So that's confusing, right? That's confusing for uh that's confusing for anniversary cards. Isn't it, really? Yeah, my, my dad had cancer for for three years, and uh, I don't know if anybody here has ever had cancer. Hope you never do. Or if, sadly, if you've lost a family member or friend to cancer, it's a motherfucker, isn't it, really? Like, it really is a motherfucker. And, uh, you know, it kind of just, um, you know, it, it, it really just kind of destroys the person and... You know, it, it's just, then you feel bad because you're kind of like, all right, just go. Just fucking stop. Ha- this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? I always thought if I get ca- like any any kind of cancer, if I get any cancer, I'm just done. I'm just going, I'm not going to fight it. I'm just going to go fucking, I'm out of here. Let me pack my shit. I'm going to go to a beach in Thailand and I'll I'll die there. I'll die back in Thailand. Fuck it. Or some nice place. I'm not going to stick around and fight and all that bullshit. It's not, it's not worth it. To watch this man go through to that for, for, for three whole fucking years of just fighting, and then it, it would clear up, right? It would clear up, and like, yeah, it's gone, but come back in a few months, and we'll do a checkup. What would happen? It turns up on a different place. It's an asshole. Cancer is a fucking asshole. Let me tell you that right now, if you don't already know it. Cancer, you're a fucking asshole. Um... Yeah, and I was ba- I mean, I knew he was going to pass away, uh, so I went back to Ireland about three weeks ago, and you remember that, right? You remember my rant about Aer Lingus, how those fucking assholes behaved, and then my heart's rent-a-car and all that stuff, how that that shit happened, and uh, I didn't really talk about it that much on the podcast, but I went back, um, basically, to kind of say goodbye to me dad, right? And I, that's a weird, that's a weird weird thing to do to know you're going to say goodbye to somebody and i was kind of lucky in a way that because a lot of people don't get that opportunity right you don't a lot of people don't i hear a lot of people say i never got to say goodbye and it never impacted me i always kind of thought like all right i mean is that the end of the world right you see it in movies tv or someone might even say it to you and i never got a chance to say goodbye and uh, I'm great. And you know what though? It's I I'd never saw the importance of that. And then I was talking to um, a buddy of mine, comedian uh, Des Bishop. Named Robert. And <laughs> and uh, and Des was uh, you know Des had lost both of his parents. He lost his father a few years ago, and then his mother more recently. And he was saying, Mick, look, when you just go back, go back and talk, talk to him. Just go back and get whatever's off on your mind, because and, and, if not, it'll haunt you forever. And a part of me was like, yeah, you, you're full of shit. That can't really be the case. But then again, I was thinking, like, who the fuck am I, right? Who am I to turn and say, like, that's not how you're going to feel when someone went through it? And then I had another friend, one of my best friends back in Ireland, uh, Niall Reck, uh, owner of Graffidia. By the way, if you want to get a great website, check out Graffidia. He's not a sponsor of this show, but he's a really good friend. And he told me he lost both his parents over his life too, and he and he said, "Look at go, go say goodbye to your dad." It's that's what you want. But I think what Niall was saying, if I misunderstood him, and if you're listening, Niall, I'm sorry if I misunderstood it. But I think Niall kind of had the story of he said everything through his kids. He would bring his kids up, and he was like, "Hug, hug your grandfather. Hug him. Hug him harder. Tell, tell him you love him. Tell him you, tell him you love him more." Right? <laughs> I think he kind of, I think he did all that through his, uh, through his. Through his own children That he kind of But I think Nile got a chance To say goodbye to his dad and, and, and when I went back over to Ireland I got a chance to say goodbye to mine And I don't think my brothers and sisters Got a chance Right So what I will say If you have someone in your life That you think you're not going to be around for Or I think they're on the way out They're checking out Their bags are packed damn ready to go Just say toodaloo Say toodaloo Say all right Cheers. See you later. All right. Do that. Do that. Because I went and I went to see. I was up at my. I went back to Arnold's there for 10 days, I think. And I was there. I spent all morning. I would go home, get some lunch, and I would go back and I would spend a few hours in the evening. And a lot of time he was just sleeping. Because he was very weak But then some days he wake up He's fucking like I'm like what's wrong What's going on with this guy This guy's got like See no he's not fucking dying There's nothing wrong with this guy He's up laughing Cracking jokes And uh, You know And I thought that Like he's around for, He's going nowhere This guy's going nowhere And so But some days it would be bad out of, out of the 10 days or so I was there And he would just sleep all day So I would just go I would just leave you know and then on the last day was a Sunday, and I was leaving for, for for Ireland, and I thought, uh, let me go up really early in the morning. Let me go up like at, at eight o'clock in the morning, because he'd be awake, and we had twenty four hour visiting rights. Where a lot of hospitals are kind of on, everyone else kind of have time schedules, right? You have your time timetable to visit the sick, visit visiting hours. Holy fuck, the timetable, and I went into. I went up at eight o'clock, so I we had twenty four hour visiting rights, and I went into the room, and uh, he was awake, and I knew I had to leave because I had to get a flight, and you know my buddy Tommy Farrell uh, was dropping me to the airport, to Dublin Airport, and uh, I said, "Let me go, let me go talk to the man, let me go say this goodbye thing," and uh, so I had a chat with him, right? That's that's between me and him. That's between me and him, and uh, I guess what was said. And I, uh, I walked out of the room. I walked down the corridor. I said, I, I, after I said, I said goodbye to him, and I gave him a kiss on the forehead, which he was like, "Queer." <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he thought I wasn't gay, but. <laughs> So i walked uh walked down the hall, I went inside the door and I sat down and I had a a moment to myself and then I walked back to my mother's house from the hospital, and that was like uh I don't know maybe it's fifteen maybe not even fifty minute walk everywhere in Wexford town in Ireland you walk everywhere, everyone walks everywhere so i uh then I walked home, walked to my mother's and you know and I kind of had my moments on the way home, and that was it, you know, and that was and that was the last time that was the last time i saw him alive and i got a chance to talk to him i got a chance to say goodbye right and despite what he may have said i may have said i still he knows how i feel and that was that was it that was good enough right for me and i and i left and and then i was on i was in the airport waiting to to board the flight and i was texting my one of my sisters and one of my brothers and i go look if you get a chance I know you're not going to be comfortable doing it. Because we're not. We're like, look, let me, I'll be, me and my dad were growing up, we were, we were, never, co- we were never close. I was never his favorite kid. Um, I was always the one that was always cracking jokes. And it, it, it's, you know what I mean? To the point, that's annoying though, right? In my dad's defense, that's fucking annoying when you have a kid around that's constantly cracking jokes all the time. And so, most of them would bomb, right? Most of the jokes I would tell people would fucking bomb. And there's only so many times as a parent, you can go like, oh, fucking just shut up right, you just want to go shut the fuck up, I have want to do it to my kids, if you ever want to do it to yours, right, we just see me like, yeah, shut the fuck, just shut the fuck up, <laughs> but uh, but we were, never, we were never the closest, right, and I, I, I didn't, I just, uh, I never, we never really had that relationship, because I wasn't a drinker growing up, I never drank, my brothers did, I was never big into soccer, my brothers were, so they could all talk to him and, you know, they could all talk to him and relate to him, but I had nothing, nothing to relate to him with. My sisters are his daughters, right? I mean, every if a dad can't get on with his daughters, then there's something wrong there, right? So then it was just me, the middle child, the one who didn't, didn't like anything that he liked. So we didn't really get on. We didn't, no love lost, I don't think, but uh, we just weren't, we just weren't the closest two lads, you know? So I said to my sisters and my brothers, I don't remember which one. I didn't text all of them, but I just sent him a quick text. Say, hey, I know I texted my, the eldest sister. She's not my oldest, but and I texted her and I said, look, if you get a chance and you're sitting with him over the next few months, I said, just say, just say goodbye. Just say goodbye to him. Tell him what he means to you and just say goodbye. And they were all writing back. ugh, fucking no. Fucking. Ugh. we'll stop you. So I came back to America. Um, I was up in Connecticut. I had some stuff going on in Connecticut last week. And I arrived on a Monday, checked into my hotel, went to the gym, obviously. I went to see Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn movie. And then I came out and there was text messages on my uh, text message about, you know, he's not good. He's not good. He's not doing well. And I was like, all right, kind of playing it by, you know, let's not, let's calm down. Let's not overreact. And then, so about an hour went by and I think it was like, let me see what time it was here. Cause I still have, and I posted this online. Yeah, it was about 11, 14, 11, 14 um, America time. Connecticut time, which I know is the same as Eastern time. But back in Ireland, that's five more hours. That's what, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, that's four in the morning. So about an hour went by and I heard nothing. And then here's what I heard. I got this message back. I'm going to read it to you. I put it online. So most, some of you have seen it already and kind of found it funny, I hope. And it was, he was breathing for about a minute, took a deep breath. Then I think I heard him say, Mick is a prick. <laughs> then he died. I thought fucking amazing. I I swear to God, I laughed, I laughed like I'd never laughed before, and I don't know if there was I was laughing relief out of me, if I was laughing pain out of me, because I've always been that way, right? I've always masked pain with laughter, and and I think if there's a comedian out there listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking. Pretty much every single thing we do, we kind of mask our pain, right? And if we don't mask our own pain, we try to mask other people's pain, and, and that sounds like we're very high and mighty, but that's just where we're fucking wired. And I just thought, like, it was the funniest thing ever. And uh, so that was it. And then I was thinking, like, what a fucking asshole. Like, he couldn't have died when I was over there, right? Talk about shitty timing, right? Talk about shitty, shitty timing. So I got back. So I had to leave Connecticut, call the people, say I couldn't turn up for my stuff. And uh, I came back to Long Island. I booked a ticket. 1500 fucking dollars for a ticket, by the way, to fly out the next day. Why? Why do airlines do that? Why do fucking airlines do that? Charge me 50. Like if I didn't buy that ticket, nobody would have bought that ticket. So you would rather have a fucking empty seat than try help somebody out. You pieces of shit airline companies, every fucking one of you. Hashtag #FuckingJetBlue Hashtag fucking JetBlue, American Airlines, Spirit, British Airways, all of you. All of you. For those of you who want to fucking write to me and complain or offer me free shit, right? You're all scumbags to charge that to people in, in time of bereavement. Uh, emergency! Because if anyone wants it to take, nobody goes. Ah, I'm just gonna jump on a plane and go to Ireland tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Why the fuck not? Nobody goes anywhere unless they have to. Anywhere, you pieces of shit. You're taking advantage of people's desperation. I swear to God, if it was a fucking. It, if they make faster bolts, airplanes can fuck off. Airplanes can fuck off. But anyway, I'm just like, well, Why the fuck didn't he die? Like the week I was over there. Like right. So the timing sucks. Right. <laughs> So I went with my son, and my son, talking to him, and he's a little kid, and he's like, a little kid is obsessed with horror movies. And, and again, I, I, this fucking kid is in, in for it, man. I got to tell him to, to kind of hold back on the, the inappropriate jokes, but it was fucking funny. So as soon as I get in, he goes, you sad, you got to go back to Ireland again? And I go, yeah, I kind of am. You know, I said, he, you know, I was over there just like, last week. You know, I said, his timing sucks. And my son, without skipping a beat, looked up, and he went, like your comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking asshole. I thought it was great. Oh, shit. So I went I went to the air. Uh, took a train. I took a train to the airport. And uh, you remember, I remember I told you that story about the train ride about the two ladies and the shivery and all that stuff. That was on the way to Ireland. That's why I was in the wrong because I was being an asshole because I was just not in the mood to deal with anybody. So... Um, I get to Ireland, my brother picks me up, the funeral was, I got to Ireland on Wednesday morning, the funeral was, the wake was Thursday, and the funeral was Friday, last Friday, and uh, the way it's done in Ireland is, I don't know if you know, for those of listen in America or other countries, but, like, you're supposed to have a wake, and the night before, and the body stays in a room, and it's just like you know, a little room and it's, you know, everyone comes in. It's like, I've seen in America, it's kind of like that and they they sign it. And then what happens is, you know, but when I'm in the wake, right, it's, it's, it was, I spent uh, most, most of the night just fucking, as a family, I don't think we ever laughed as hard. I don't think we ever laughed as hard as we fucking did that night, that, that whole two days, of the, of the funeral, of the wake and the funeral. I don't think we did. I mean, I talk about forever. Ever. Right? Every time my mother would come out, I'm like, ah, oh, there's the widow Thomas. Here's, here's widow Thomas now. <laughs> and I said, Matt, look, you got about two weeks. You have to take advantage of this, right? You got to really milk this for two weeks. After that, nobody gives a shit. She's like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, you know, the neighbor comes in next door. Mr. Gilbert comes in next door. He knocks on and goes, hey, how you doing? How you feeling? She's like, yeah, not good. You know, these drain pipes, these drain pipes are all clogged. <laughs> He's going to be up on a ladder cleaning out the gutters. <laughs> so you got to milk it, ma. You got to milk the shit out of it. So, uh, yeah, and it was just, it was funny because we were just there and I, I had so many people who turned up, didn't know who I was because I'd pretty much been missing for 15 years. I've been living in America, so a lot of people like, even aunties and uncles will come in. And, and then my sister, my older sister, bless her, uh, you know, she was great at just kind of greeting people and stuff. And she was like, and that person's over there. And I was standing there talking to my friend, uh, Niall, Nile Rec from Grafidia. And people actually, like, she goes, that's my brother over there. And Niall, like, dresses way better than I ever do. So Nile was in his like, beautiful suit and coat and scarf and all that shit. And I was dressed nice, don't get me wrong. but And then all of a sudden... They they these guys would come over to Nile and shake his hand. They're like, "Yeah, I'm so sorry for your loss." And I would just look away, like, hey, "What the fuck is that? Who's that guy over there? I haven't seen him in a while." And Nile, and of course, being the hero that he just went like, "Oh, thank you, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that." And then they'd be telling Nile stories about my dad, and he's like, "You fucking asshole." <laughs> but uh, it was weird then people come up to you in the wagon. And, and here's what I noticed too, like about about uh, men and it's Irish people too, and it's in America. Like when they hug, they do that big slap. That big slap. And it's the wintertime, so coats are thicker. So you just hear these, like, loud slaps. Right? It's just all a bunch of, like. Right? And I just think the louder the slap is, like, See, I'm hugging you, but I'm not gay. See that? See that? Just hugging you, I'm not gay. I'm like, all right, relax. Relax. <laughs> it was nice, though. And then, uh, like, so many people came. He, I guess he was a popular, a lot more popular than I thought he was. <laughs> This one guy came over, I and mean, he was really in a bad way. And I said to my sister, "I said, who's who's that guy?" And she goes, "That's the that's the that's the owner of Gaynor's Pub, which is my dad's local." And I was like, "Yeah, he's fucking taking it worse than we are." <laughs> I was like, "He just he just built a new extension on his house. He's fucked." <laughs> But uh, we were just laughing, man. We were, we were laughing so hard. Like, at one stage, we were all outside, like all of us, and everyone else was inside with, with my dad, with, with his body. And, uh, you know, and, and I was saying, everyone was like, I don't want to lose family because I've seen that. Like, I've worked in banks before where people will come in like, yeah, I'm here to take all the money out of this account. And like, oh, I'm sorry, when did your father pass away? 20 minutes ago, I'm like, you fucking assholes, so I never wanted anything for my dad to remember, you know, I, then I thought to myself, he's got a load of soccer jerseys, so many soccer jerseys, and I thought, you know what would be nice, I said, if I just got two of his jerseys, his jerseys that he wore, I said, you know what I'll do, I'll get them framed and put them up in my office, I'm like, that's what I'll do, and that, that just dawned on me right there and then, so I said to me man, I said, man, listen, how about this, man, how about I just go get two of his jerseys and put them in a frame? That Wouldn't that be nice? Put them in my office, that'd be nice. I mean, Mag was without thinking, yeah, you should get him to sign him. <laughs> fucking Weekend the Birdies. get the Birdies, his handouts. And then, like, we laughed so hard that everybody who were in the other room with the body were thinking, like, they must have been thinking, like, yeah, he fucking must have had a will. He must have had a will. Like, nobody's that happy at a fucking funeral. He definitely had a will. So, uh, yeah, man, we just... We laughed non, like non-stop, non-stop, you know, and then and then we went to the, uh, then we went out that night, and, you know, everyone had a few, and and then the, they were trying to plan the funeral for the next morning, and, and my dad was a truck driver, and I don't know if you've ever seen European trucks, like, they're big, they're really, really, like, big trucks, not like just these, you know, sometimes you get, like, like a track, they're even bigger than the tractor trailers, as you call them in America, but a big lorry and there's one guy that my dad used to work with, and he said, "Look at, would you like us? We got a brand new truck in, brand new truck in. Has it's not even registered yet? It's not even licensed. It's not even registered." He said, "But it's got a, it's all black. It's brand new. It's black. It's it's all, you know." He said, "How would you feel about having that go in front of in front of the the hearse?" And we at the time, like me and my sister, were like my other brothers didn't give a shit. My two brothers didn't give a shit and the other sister didn't give a shit. But me and my other sister were like, that's kind of tacky, ma. Don't you think, though? And she was like, well, he would have loved that now. And I go, yeah, but man, that's his job. Like that, like, that was his job. And now you're going to bring his job to his funeral? So I said to my man, I go, how would you like it if you died and at your funeral we put a washing machine in the front of the house? All oh, the fucking slaps I got for that one. I wasn't too big for a slap that day, I tell you. <laughs> Like, but but then it was funny because we have to um, we have to uh, the way it's done in Ireland like we we're taking we had to take the body we have to take the coffin from the funeral home because it's a coffin not a casket so if you Google coffin for those of you don't know what the difference between a coffin and a casket it's very small it's shaped just like him it fits in like very very snug right like Lego there's no room to move. There's no room to move. That's the weird thing about American caskets. Like your caskets are too big. There's way too much room. Like what are they going to be doing in there? So my dad's in this coffin, and uh, and, and 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 we had to carry it. And on the coffins in Ireland, if you look, if you look um, at the coffins, there's these handles on the side. Right? There's all these. Uh, there's these big brass handles. So I've never fucking carried a coffin before. Never done it. So we were doing the pallbearers. It was me, my two brothers, I think my brother-in-law, and I had two uncles in there somewhere along the line. I don't know. And uh I got to grab it. And the guy, the undertaker, he's like, he's like, what the, no, 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 don't, don't grab those. Grab those. Grab. I goes, what do you mean? Don't grab by the handles? He's like, yeah, don't, don't, don't. I goes, but, but they're handles. And he's like, yeah but they're not They're kind of only for a show So we had to grab Under the coffin And then lift it up So we're walking out And I'm talking to my brother And now there's hundreds of people Out in the street Because here's what happens you got to put the coffin In the hearse And then the coffin goes From the funeral home To the church Where he stays the night In the church And we all have to walk behind We all have to walk behind um, The hearse Right So like three miles If that's what it is But I think it was only a mile Up to the, to the church Where he was Where the funeral was going to be The next morning so I'm carrying this out and there's hundreds of people outside and there's weeping and and all you can hear, like this all silence out of respect. And I just turn to my brother as I'm carrying the coffin. I go, he's way, my older brother's like one behind me and we're carrying the coffin and, and, and I go, but did we pay though for these handles? Like we paid extra, right? For these, what's the fucking point of the handles? If that, you know what I mean? Fucking weird. So we're arguing with each other about the price of handles on the coffin and everybody around is just like crying and weeping fucking you can't use the handles what's the point in that can't use the handles fucking waste As it was for decoration that's for decoration right I think Carb Your Enthusiasm did an episode with fruit it's all fruit there it's not, you can't eat it though it's just for decoration well, what's the fucking point in having it so the next day it was a beautiful day you know, all you know give or take the fact that it's burying your father, but it was this, the weather was nice. And someone said yeah, it was funny it was funny 'cause it was raining the night of the the night of the wake and we were carrying the coffin and, and someone like typical fucking Irish saying, Oh, you know, rain at a funeral is supposed to be good luck. Really? Good luck? What about the fella in the box there? Yeah, you think he is all the fucking good luck? Asshole with your weird fucking sayings. So we went out. We, uh, we, we had the funeral. Again, we were up the front row just laughing. It's just cracking jokes, man. Just cracking jokes. And, uh, you know, and, 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 I, and, I, and I was, I'm very grateful for that. I was very grateful to come from a, a family. And we never, there's been times in the, in the household where we didn't get on. We did get on. And I was very, at that moment, I was very grateful to come from a house that appreciates humor to that level you know um cuz i i think it saved us all and 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 everybody was crying and, and i didn't cry one tear though cuz my son again was obsessed with death and horror movies once i came back and and he said to me he goes did you cry cuz he'd never been in a funeral never been in a body before he doesn't he's seen whatever he's seen in tv or horror movies he said and he said did you cry and i said no i said i didn't cry so others could and i thought that you know, and then a fucking that's a nice saying to come up with on the spot, but it was true. I because I, I, I had my moment with my dad. I had my my morning period when I went back and I had my last conversation with him. That's when it was really hard for me, um when I went back. But um But yeah, so I mean look it's now. I'm back here again in 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 America, and you know, I, I I'm I'm back to business right? Back to making people laugh. Um, trying to at least right. But um, yeah. I mean, look. All, all I'll say is, like, if you have someone in your life that that's sick, then if you get a chance, just just let them know what they mean to you. You know, it, it, it it'll it'll feel better for you. I know that sounds selfish, and it'll feel better for you. But I just think there'll be regret there that you don't want to carry around with you. And uh, so I came back, and 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 here I am, and you know, and the world keeps turning, right? The world keeps turning, wheels keep moving, and uh, but you you know, it's I'm glad he's not suffering anymore, and uh, you know, I don't I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in all that stuff, but, like, I kind of... But I hope it's true. You know, I hope it's real just for him. Just for him, so he... So he is a place to go, right? You just don't want to... Like, I I don't think I've ever lost anybody really, really, really that close to me. Really close like that to the point where, like... You know, and I just kind of... Like I said, I... I um, I hope it's true. I hope I don't I don't believe in it. It's just the way I am, it's the way I'm wired, from the books I've read and the way I think. I don't believe in the next next place to go after this place, but I hope there is one. I hope there is something for him. Anyway, I got nothing else to say. Um on that. Sorry if that brought you down. I hope there was some entertainment value in there. But I wasn't going to mention it, but since so many people responded uh, to the picture I put up of my brother's message, which I read out, um, and I want to thank everybody, by the way, for the nice, the nice um, messages and comments and texts and phone calls, and uh, that meant a lot to me. That meant a lot to me. So, uh, all right. Hopefully, next week I'll back to try being funny. I got another promote. I'm around comic strip a lot in New York City. I got some stuff in Gotham Comedy Club. I'm at McGuire's in Bohemia. I'm at Brokerage in Belmore. Governor's in Levittown. Just grinding around. I got a whole bunch of new stuff I'm working on. So come out and see me. Come say hello. But um, any messages for me, send them to my Instagram at mickthomascomedy. And uh, listen, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll talk to you real soon. All right, take care. Good luck to you now. Good luck. It's make Thomas show McThomas cheaper than therapy.